Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Hey guys, before we get started, I just wanted to uh, to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of pro wrestling interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. What's up, ladies, stars, and stars? This is former WWE diva Maria Kanellis and current first lady of Ring of Honor, and you are listening to In the Room. Extended version for you, Kathy. 
All right, that's enough of that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. And uh, we're so happy to be here with all of you guys. Uh, it's Christmas time. It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's the holiday season, and, and we're going to have a good yeah. time tonight. We are. As we build toward, and I can probably start to talk about it now, as we build toward the annual drunken episode, or the uh, only time of the year, Kathy, that uh, Kelly will preemptively not talk to me for days on end in fear of what's going to happen. Not even that I did anything. Uh, but we're going to, that, that will be, let's see, uh, 9th, so 14th, the 28th, so that'll be December 28th, and uh, most of us will be off in some form or function. We'll, we'll see, we'll see about that, but... We'll, uh, we'll have a couple of drinks. We'll take some calls on that stuff. The same as we're going to do tonight, but without the drinks, of course. 914-338-1885. In the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Kathy's drinking, of course. What's going on, Kathy? How you doing tonight? <laughs> doing good, Brady. But you know, yeah. it's that time of year. you got to play my song. <laughs> what was your song? I don't remember. Dominic the Donkey. Oh, yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. That's like my theme song. I love Dominic the Donkey. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great TikTok about um, an American girl showing it to her Italian fiancé, and mm-hmm. his reactions are incredible. I also just said there's a great TikTok, which I'm 40 and probably shouldn't say that phrase. I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, the crazy pets on TikTok, the, the cats and the dogs of TikTok. So, oh, uh, yeah. For sure. So, anyway, <laughs> it's relaxing, like, flipping through the channels when you were younger. <laughs> it is. Uh, by the way, uh, since we got you right here, Patrick is back once again. How are you doing tonight? I Good. am so happy to be here. I'm excited. Brady Hicks and the Hot Licks, Papa Strudel, Sweetie Dots and Molassi, Kathy. Let's get going. <laughs> you got a promo going. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, we also have uh, Maestro, fresh off the uh, the movie sets and from all of our hearts. What's going on, sir? How are you doing tonight? Oh, great to be here. I'm uh, Christmas in, in the air, holidays in the air, man. It's great. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, I got some films coming out. Uh, I got a film that's winning awards right and left, The Devil's Daughter, man. It, it just gets like wildfire. It's crazy. It's cri- well, it's Christmas season, so of course that's going to happen. Christmas, uh, yeah. <laughs> good old, good old Christmas. This was a Krampus. And I had one of them the other night. It was awful. Terrible. Oh. Kept me up all night. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Let's see. We got a couple callers in the queue. Dustin, a couple others. Well, I promise we'll get to you guys real soon. So just please hang tight. Uh, Dustin, you'll be up first. But before that. My God, what a what a what a wacky weird week! What a what a weird week, just in, in so many different ways. Um, <laughs> just interesting, uh, interesting stuff with the with the um, with the bookers and the writers and all that stuff, Pat. I uh, yeah, I saw the Freddie Prince interview. That was interesting for sure. That Freddie um, Prince interview is what what really stoked this all for me. Um, yeah, it, it's been crazy, and then. The rumors swirling today around the dirt sheets that it won't be Steph, it won't be Shane, it won't be I know. 
it'll be uh, Nick Khan that would be leading WWE in the event that he steps down. <laughs> yeah. If he kicks everybody out, he leaves. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I, I, and and I, I think, like, for a lot of wrestling fans, I, I, I do think that the assumption that would was that it would be Triple H at some point. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he's the wrestling guy, and he's the – but, I mean, could NXT have killed it that badly, Patrick? Like, it – Man, I don't know. I wonder if, if Vince held against him that nobody seemed to be able to get over coming up from NXT. I think the atmosphere wasn't the right place. Those of us who have been in the Indies know what that intimate feeling is like versus that huge cavernous stadium and how you have to play it. And it just felt like a lot of those big stadiums swallowed up the NXT stars and maybe Vince saw something or maybe Triple H's cardiology, you know, cardio condition is worse than anybody thought and he and Stephanie are going to focus on their family in the future. Again, it's all it's all rumors, but I mean that's what makes shows like this fun, you know. Well, sure, you know, it's it, just it's God, it's yeah. just sad. This is sad though. All that great talent leaving. Uh, you know, what I mean, um, and my my heart goes out to all the talents that you know that were cut this year, man. This it, is crazy. And and at a time with record breaking revenues, and it, it, it's it's horrible. Um, two things. One. If the cardiac incident is what caused it, uh, as far as, like, kind of maybe passing over Triple H, I think that's a shame. I could also see Vince being the kind of guy to be like, oh, well, you know, he's weak. He's weak because he had a heart attack. He's weak. Uh, that would be yeah. a shame. That 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 would uh-huh. be a shame. Um, NXT, from when it started up until really this year when they rebranded, um, I thought it was still an amazing product, by and large. I, I thought it was, for a long time, it was my favorite of the three brands. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, until Roman Reigns really kind of came up and became a huge deal, I, it, it was what I would look forward to every week. Um, you look at the list of talent, Stro, a lot of those guys that you talked about that got released came up through NXT and through a large part, the hard work of Triple H and a lot of others down there, um, they were well positioned to like really kind of take over the whole company, and now this, you know, now this. It, it's uh, I, I know nothing has actually happened yet, and it, it's probably silly to criticize them for a decision that they haven't made yet. Not unlike me with the drinking at Christmas time, Kathy. You know, you see the the parallel there, but I, I, you know, it's it's a shame. Oh, it, it's a shame if that's really what where it's going. The the big problem is is that they have even with everybody they release there's still talent at NXT. It's just I don't know how they're going to make the transition. What's going to be the big difference in 2.0's ability to get people over on the big stage versus the the original, the black and gold? Um, you know, you said Triple H. I mean, going back, like Dusty Rhodes had his hands in so many of those people in the beginnings of NXT and building these characters. And when we talk about, like, the creatives in wrestling, everybody has something they're good at. And I think a lot of times when we get into trouble is when people overextend themselves. So you want to say Paul Heyman's a genius. His issue when ECW was going on is he's not the best financially. And I think the only person that really has that ability to kind of mesh it all together and be the best of everything is Vince. And now we see his Achilles heel is that he's still in the Attitude Era, I think. I don't think he's come out of it. I think, you know, he realized he had to go PG, but I think those 
that idea is still brewing in his mind that this is what things should be. And, and he was never the greatest at adjusting. Like, if you think about how bad the WWF was before they finally said, you know what, we're just going to do this Attitude Era thing, and you know, and we're going to find a way to make that work. Before that, I mean, you had dentists and hockey players, and, and it was just the, the very worst of what they could have come up with during the 80s. And that was astronaut. Yeah, with the exception of, of course, Sean, Brett, and Taker. Everybody else had a job. You know, everybody else had a job. And, uh, you know what's really funny is, like, looking back, you didn't think of it as anything as a kid. You're like, oh, yeah, they have other jobs. But now looking at it with adult eyes, you're like, why did they have to have other jobs? Shouldn't they be paid for yeah. doing this? This feels like <laughs> yeah. a pretty big commitment. <laughs> exactly. And I don't think most fans even notice Strepo until Nitro started, you know? And then you, you're suddenly seeing all these other, like, really good performers who are just going out there and they're just their job is that they're a wrestler and they're really damn good at it, you know? Before that Oh yeah, the talent pool was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like oh five, oh six like we're talking, you know, it was uh it was amazing. But I, I look at NXT and and I just think like the whole the whole damn thing is a shame. Um Patrick, you reference like the indies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I think because we kind of well, all of us have ties to the indies in different ways. Um, I'd be curious for somebody who's not necessarily a wrestling fan to know if the new NXT resonates as much as the old one did. Because, like, for me, I see Johnny Gargano, I see Tommaso, I see all these different guys that I used to watch on the indies, and that was part of what made it really good. And well, you mean, I've had to start share a locker room with, with, with these, these people, and it just it, – warms your heart man it, when you see somebody make it like when i saw anthony green up there i remember anthony green being in ccwe as a rapper he's a man I, yeah i remember yeah. the whole gimmick he did with the bella twins and like seeing all these people like from back in my defiant pro wrestling days that went up and made it i mean i'm getting like goosebumps thinking about it mm -hmm. and i think that's actually what the problem is is that we have these attachments to people and the fans do too but the casual fan, I think, is actually what dominates WWE. I don't think that the hardcore smarts, those of us who've been in the business, who watch and enjoy, are the ones that are there getting their revenue. I think it's people who hear that there's a wrestling show in town and plunk down $50, $60, maybe the first time they've gone, and, you know, they buy up all the merch and they're buying into it. For us, when we look at NXT, the, the black and gold, we're like, these are our people. This is where yep. we came from. And to see one of your own make it, it's so unreal versus these larger-than-life characters that are in WWE. You know, I, I honestly watched the beginning of NXT, and I don't remember Roman and Seth being there because it feels like they've always elevated above that. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not a height-size thing. It's a an air and not getting overexposed. Although Seth, Seth worked a ton of Indies before he made it. Same, same he, did. With, he did. Same with Moxley. So I don't know. I don't know. There's just some people can turn that corner and some can't. And I don't know if it's a failure of the person or a failure of the system or creative. Well, I mean, I think those guys worked because to a certain degree, they worked at everything that they did on every level. 
Roman Reigns, I guess you could make a case. He's more of a natural or whatever. Obviously, a wrestling family, but didn't have a huge wrestling background before he kind of like got elevated in NXT like that. So, uh, but the other two, like you said, they've been working for years. And um, I can remember going to like the old HD net tapings where like the big quandary in Ring of Honor and Kathy, you were there with me backstage even, I think. Like the big yeah. quandary was we're going to push Seth Rollins as the main event and everybody in the friggin' stadium hates him. Now, is that a good hate yeah. him or bad hate him? They reacted to him. So he obviously was the foundation of him and, like, the bad guy character that he always is and, like, that he really excels at now. That came from Ring of Honor. He's basically the same guy, and he just keeps adding to it with time. Same thing with Mox. Same thing. Same thing. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, Strong, what do you think about that? Obviously, NXT. Um we're all getting exposed to a bunch of names now that maybe we're not as familiar with. Uh, do you think the show is as good as it was before? Uh, I wouldn't say as, as good. I would say different, per se. Okay. Yeah, That's a different, uh, um, different style, different uh, genre to it. And, um, it's uh, it's going to take some time to get used to because we're, we're so accustomed to that black and gold NXT brand that's been like kicking butt all these years. Well, it's like the stars, like we've been, like you guys been discussing that worked their way up from the Indies and made a big the NXT. And I, I think AEW is really kind of capitalizing on that, that now, uh, a lot of the, the indie stars are making a big now with their company. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but with it's NXT, it's just a different time and different era that, and hey, I'm a, I'm already a big fan of Braun Breaker, by the way. I think he's amazing. He, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And um, I know I know Cornette even uh, had high praises on Braun Breaker, saying that he's like one of those bulletproof type uh, wrestlers that, uh, you know, no matter what you do with him, he's going to, you know, come out looking like gold because he's such an athlete, great athlete. And so, you know, I'm I'm excited for his future and a few other issues of some of the newer stars coming in, but uh, it, it's going to take some time getting used to these newer guys is, is all, but uh, I, I'm like you guys, you know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see the underdogs make it big, the Indies, and um, and get their fame and fortune, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's all the success stories, I mean, I'm a big sucker for success stories, so, you know, I, I, I wish I wish we could see more of those, honestly. I, and, and like you use the example of Braun Breaker, like, I mean, this guy just feels like a star. You know, I, I had, having never really seen him, he stepped out there and instantly it was like, it clicked. I, I don't think most guys are like that. I really don't. Um, no. now, I, I know a lot of that is genetics and lineage and probably been practicing in his bathroom mirror since he was a baby, I would think, just because, you know, of the family that he came from. But most of them aren't like that. And I, and I got to no. wonder... What's going to happen when Vince McMahon, or worse yet, Nick Khan, is the one making decisions about this guy's career? So far, all they've done is decided his name, really, which I wouldn't even give him a home run for. It's a horribly with that. Horribly. I just I just ran through a random name generator, and I have better names: Russell Perry, Tyler Lawson. If you want to, you want to harken back to his dad and the Varsity Club days, Chet Gregory. I like that. These are just yeah. random random name generators. 
it sounds like Braun. Braun? Braun? Come on. Like, break the kid a chance. Yeah, Breaker? Did somebody just watch Game of Thrones and was like, that's a character, that's a word they use a lot. So let's, let's go with that. According to him, he came up with the name himself. Well, then I'm sorry I made fun of anybody else. <laughs> I just saw that in the interview that he, 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 Breaker, he kind of came up with the name Breaker from him, uh, I guess, as soon as football. Yeah, they, if, he just went, if he went one word, eventually I imagine he'll lose his first name. But Breaker, Breaker and, is, and, a, is a good name. Yeah. And, and Braun is kind of like, uh, I guess, well, Braun is part of his real name. Okay. So he kind of put the two together. Uh, apparently, according to him, the interview he did. Well, well if, if Braun Breaker, if you're watching, I'm very sorry. You are a yeah, physical yeah. specimen. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your entire family. I think you have all the talent in the world. <laughs> you know, call me. We'll work on the name if you think you need it. But, you know, maybe that Braun Breaker gear is already solid. Well, I, it's, 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 it's like watching the Steiner Brothers put together in one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And that name is better than Dogface McSteiner, so either way, or uh <laughs> what was my uh my my, my WWE, yeah, my WWE signee name which is uh Hick Bradyson. So that that didn't take off either. Uh just uh, you know, call him uh a son of Steiner, S O S. Yeah, I like that. I like 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 A S H, you know? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh no so I mean, name aside, because, I mean, I've seen some horrible names where the stars still took off because, yeah. like, I, I I personally think Roman Reigns is a stupid name. I, I, I've always felt that way. Uh, but the performer behind it is so good that, like, yeah. all right, Roman Reigns does sound like a badass, I guess, if you really think about it. But you really got to think about it, you know? It's not just a natural thing. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it is uh, what it is. I think we're gonna see a lot of stars trying to shine through because I mean, there's nobody right now. It's basically the top of the card and nothing else in WWE. So there's there's room for growth at the moment. I think you know, I was joking in the, the pre show chat, do they even have enough people for the rumble coming up? And I was half joking, I'm sure they have thirty people under contract still, but it gotta be close. They, they can bring K-Fabe, back some of the legends. Yeah. <laughs> K-Fabe News just did a thing where they were talking about how WWE's Royal Rumble is going to be 19 people. And it's going to feature the women because, like, there's no way they could get that many for one battle royal. I, I mean, I don't know. I it, it, it could know be intergender Rumble this year. Intergender. <laughs> no. What have we only had? We've only had the, the two women. We've had Pong or Karma at that point in time and uh, Naya. That's it. Oh, China. And that's and yeah. yeah. All right, so we've had a few. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I totally forget what I was going to say, and I hate it when I do that. I, I absolutely hate that. I had my transition point, and my my my, 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 old, man. my my brain is turned into mush, as they say. It's it's uh. It yeah, is do crosswords. Keep, keep that brain, you know, get those holes <laughs> in your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's go to the phones, actually. Let's go to Dustin. I know he's been waiting a little <clears> bit. How you doing, Bird? What, what's going on? Hey, brother, what's going on? How are you? That's good. good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be at day one. You're going to be at day one? Now, where is day one this year? 
Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. At the okay. Dome? All right. Really? Yeah, State Farm Arena, Atlanta, Georgia. Nothing better okay. to do on New Year's? Well, it's the, well, you know, um, I, and I'm thinking it's 100% that Rollins wins the belt. Really? I I can't imagine. Well, That's not why you're going, is it? No, I'm just saying, like, they they put Kevin Owens in the smash, he's the one taking the pinfall. So I'm thinking uh, Rollins is winning. You know what I was thinking, Dustin? Um, If they're calling this pay-per-view day one, we could be in for a really long year if they start numbering all their shows based on that. So, like, Uh Raw would be day two. It would be horrible. And NXT would be day three. Uh, By the end of the year, you'd be be screaming. Uh, uh, they were uh, given, a, <laughs> given a nod to the Usos. Oh, maybe. Um, maybe. Oh, uh, um, uh, Brady, actually, day one's on a Saturday. That's okay. the new thing now. That's, okay. That's the new thing. Uh, it's, it's all Saturdays except for, I think, like, the the big three might be two days. But, now yeah, why, they're, they're running everything on Saturday. Now, why is that? Uh, because they're competing with UFC. Um, uh, uh, Brady, did, did you see the the, the Raw Women's Title oh, match last uh, night? I I did, and I'm and I'm a huge Liv Morgan fan. I'll get to that in one second. But like, why Saturday? Like, what what is My the logic is, behind is that? Peacock had something to say about it. I don't know, but if Maybe. you're talking about competing with competing with UFC, honestly, WWE pay per views are wrapping up before we get to like the main card of UFC pay per view. That's true. That's true. Yeah, and they they start too late. Um, the other thing is, I, and, you know, the, the part of me that worries, because I worry about everything, is are they, like, preparing to do two nights of every pay-per-view now, and then WrestleMania will become three nights? Oh, God. Oh, I don't have the the temperament for that at this point in time. Me neither. Me neither. Like, it's just like... I can't catch up <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Like, I can't watch it all. There's not I, – and I watch it all day while I'm working, and I I just can't keep up. You might want to K-5 that. Just, just put it out there. <laughs> well, I just I, have it on in the background oh, while I work, a little, little busy I, work. The oh. way I get it is I, my friends determine what I get to see. So, like, mm-hmm. if something good is going on, I'll see clips. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Everybody yeah. knows I'm a huge Ms. Mark, so when two of my favorites of all time are going face-to-face – when you get Edge and Miz, people are tagging me in that. Sounds like another Vince McMahon Austin Theory segment. <laughs> that element of surprise. We'll do three nights of paper um, here. Yeah. All right, um, so Liv Morgan. Uh, <laughs> I, I love Liv Morgan. Uh, she put up a picture, Dustin. I don't know if you saw, but it was her and Becky Lynch, and it was in the exact same pose that they did with Trish and Lita years ago. And I thought... That is not the same years. thing at all. Yeah, but that is not the same thing at all. But it, it was a nice try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it was a good match. It was a good finish. Heel Becky's tremendous. She's so cute. She is good. But she's yeah, good she either is. way. Well, yeah. well Brady, here's, here's the thing, Brady. Uh, I'm thinking there's going to be another What's match today, one. It might be. Yeah, there'll probably be a few. There's going to be a rematch. Because cause Liv Morgan's going to come out next week and dispute the evidence that, that Becky Lynch used the rope to win the match. Like when she pinned her, she used the rope, and that's cheap. Do you think this? there's any conceivable way where this could end with Liv Morgan winning the title, though? Like, I, I, uh, I, 
here's the, I do. Here's but, the thing, Birdie. Here's the no. thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Liv Morgan. Okay, let's it? say she does win. She the does thing. win the title. But here's the thing. Becky Lynch can make the case that her shoulder was up, and the referee has to reverse the decision and gets the title back. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and and, and that probably is going to be what happened. Just call, did Dustin just call for the Dusty finish? He did. Yeah, what he did. He did. Dusty finish. Yep. Yep. And he's a Texas guy too. So. The dream lives on, baby. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's here's the thing. It's so frustrating to me because they have two women's titles, and it's like they have so far pushed Charlotte. And Becky, and and to a lesser extent Sasha, so far and above everybody else on the roster that you couldn't conceivably have any other woman win either of those titles. And that's uh, a shame. Tony Storm, Tony Storm went back down with title soon. I, I can see it happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. That's what the fans want, so we yeah. cannot have that. Yeah. I'm just playing. Oh, Dustin's on a roll tonight. It's going to happen, Brady. You, you just know it's going to happen soon. They're going to put the bell on Tony Storm because they're building her up to be a big baby face. Do you know, honestly, do you know who I think could come in? Because I, I saw, I was creeping on her Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, just a, just a few months after giving birth, Lacey Evans looks like a finely tuned machine. Nice. Um, okay. I, I still haven't taken my baby weight off, and my daughter's too. So I mean, she's uh, ripped, chiseled, and jacked, and I she grew on me. I think she's somebody that they can make money with. She's military <laughs> tough, man. Yeah. I haven't even uh, had a baby, and Dustin and I both have the baby fat still going on. So. Uh, well, here's the thing. I I, I don't see it. Uh, Tony Storm is Tony Storm's time. She's worked so hard. Uh, I can't see anybody else winning the title right now. You're right. I can't see anyone else winning the title either. Tony Storm deserves it. You know it. I mean, there's like eight women left in the company. It can only be one of them. I, I, it's it winding down. It should, be, it should be Bianca Belair. They probably should have left Bianca on SmackDown. I know that obviously her husband's on Raw, but she should have been the one to beat Charlotte since she already had the match with Becky, and they ruined that at SummerSlam because that could have been another WrestleMania match that they basically destroyed by having it go in 26 seconds. I, I hate it. I, I hate the whole thing, Dustin. Are they, um, they're not even trying to um, Daniel Bryan, Bianca, in that situation because no. she's a force. Like, the whole thing with Daniel Bryan is that's his thing. He's the oh, underdog. Uh, he gets whooped up. and But, you know, Bianca, she doesn't ah, – mm, She's a whiner um, now. Brady. That's what they do. They have they, – Dustin, one second. They have the person lose, legitimately lose – get destroyed, and then come out and whine about it. That's like the worst characteristic of anybody. Like, to, to have somebody complain because they lost square, fair and square is the stupidest thing in the world, Dustin. Dumb, dumber than dirt, <clears throat> as they say. Um, uh, well, uh, Bertie, I saw something that Johnny Gargano's going to end NXT tonight. Uh, he's got some big, big announcement. And I'm thinking it's him saying he's leaving WWE. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what they'll do. Uh, so it's, it's the last probably, the show tonight. I think he's going to announce that he's staying and he's going to transition into being a coach when he's done. Um, I think Kyle O'Reilly will I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I think Gargano's gone too. Yeah. 
We'll see. We'll see. I, I will say, and I think AEW is doing a marginally better job with guys, but at some point, uh, you just become another person on the show. Like Adam Cole joining the Elite, if Kevin Owens joins, um, suddenly it's becoming like the NWO. It's just like the thing that people do when they come there, and they get lost when they do it. Well, and you're, you're hearing it in the dirt sheets, too, is that there's a lot of contracts there coming up, and there's a lot of people who aren't unhappy because they were expressive – explicitly told that people coming out of WWE aren't going to take your spot, and then they did. Well, Barzell could be, like, joining the elite. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. That was it. That was my point, Dustin. Back to you in one second. That's the point that I forgot. AEW had all these indie talent that, like, they don't even use anymore. You know? Yep. It was like that was their opportunity. When's the last time you saw Sonny Kiss or, or – um? Uh, Joey Janela or even Brian Pillman, like they're just not there anymore. Yep. Somebody is going to, what's going to happen is somebody is going to make the leap to WWE and probably because they were on TV, Vince will think I'm going to put them right on the main roster and they're going to take off because the fans will already follow them from their time in AEW. And and, and if they do that, Dustin, it's really smart. Um, Smarter than either of us. Kenny Omega, there, that's another concern. Like, uh, I'm them being banged up and stuff. Uh, like he's been, been, I've been hearing stuff about him retiring. Mm-hmm. Man, I hope mm-hmm. not. I, I don't think I he's going to retire, but I think he's going to take time away. And I think it's time, it's earned. Kim, taking this back, you know, to the old school, like, showed us on his show is you have somebody like Kenny Omega matches dwindling down in his career, bump cards getting pulled up. He should be an attraction. He shouldn't be out there week in and week out. You know, it, you got to, like, hold some prestige. This is where people get upset about the 50-50 booking in WWE. You yeah. can just – Kenny Omega's your champion. Maybe you see him once or twice on the main shows, and he gets a match on a pay-per-view, or maybe only your big ones. That's mm-hmm. why all these smaller belts were designed is so that we can keep people going and have some prestige and some mystique over your, your world champion. Sure. It used to be the champion only came out for an interview or something at the end of the show. That was really – and it was just to oh. set something up. Go ahead, Joe. And the United States and Continental champions were the workhorses. Right, exactly. And the TV champion, man, that's like – right. Arn Anderson was my favorite as a kid. What kid is like, yeah, that's my guy? Because I saw him week in and week out, and I'm like, he throws the greatest spine buster and the greatest DDT in the history of wrestling, and I think it's just awesome. And I like Tito Santana because he was the IC champ when I was very young, and, and mm-hmm. he was out there defending the titles and having great matches. I don't know how as a kid I became a work rate kid. It's, it's a weird thing, that, but, man, I just – give me somebody who can go – and then give me an interesting story. Even I though the like, DB championship was like one of the most beautiful championships. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and 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 even like and Dustin, after after this, I promise back to you uh, with more. <laughs> like for me, <laughs> even like to say like when Kurt Hennig held, held the AC belt, obviously tremendous wrestler. Um, I can remember he would be challenged by somebody like, for example, I don't want to throw him under the bus. He's a huge guy I was a fan of, like, like for example, the Big Boss Man. The Kurt Hennig-Big Boss Man rivalry is one that I remember. And it wasn't necessarily workhorse. It's because, like, you got to see different people featured in the mid-card 
who you knew weren't going to be featured in the main event. And then and that was part of what made it so exciting and interesting. And that's part of the reason why Brett took <clears> off, honestly, because he went from the tag ranks, jumped over to the Intercontinental, and it's like all of a sudden they made a star just with one match. It just it just he took <clears> off. He he took off. Go ahead, Dustin. I keep it um, uh, uh, up. Happy birthday, buddy. How old are you now? You, I feel like you've been listening since you you've been listening since you were like twelve. Uh, I'll be twenty seven on Saturday. Holy wow. Where That's does the wild. time go? Uh, it feels like just yesterday really. you were fifteen. Well 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 I started calling in. I I think I was uh I was nineteen, so start lying about your age if you're twenty seven now. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got that giggle. I got the giggle. Uh, did you have well, any other well, questions, Dustin? Well, you know, uh, okay, uh, who thinks going to be rolling for a title mania? Because I know he's not losing it they want. I don't think he's going to lose at mania either. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, it, I, what if I someone is, were to, they're going to do Roman, Roman, Drew, and Brock is what I heard. If it's not The Rock, right? It's not uh, well, The Rock, man. I, I probably not. Well, it's probably not. Well, I heard it was going to be Drew and 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 Roman for the title, like one on one. Think so? Is that money? I uh, think so. I really do. I think that's what Drew wins the belt. I am so un- underwhelmed with all the matches that they're talking about for WrestleMania. Do you think Braun Breaker could come up? I think it's I time. Don't to. Know. I don't know, but I know it's going to be Rollins think, walking into Mania as champion, so I already know it has 100% guaranteed. Lock it in? Stone Cold Motor Lock? I think it's going to be guaranteed. Brady, I really think he's winning it day one. They, I, gotta, they always start the year off with a big title change, always. Well, I was kind of hoping that Bobby Lashley would find his way back to the title. Man, I hope not. I don't want you know to know what I would love to see? What's that? Man, let's let let's have Biggie roll with it. Yeah. And then Kofi coming back after the birth of his child, have Kofi win the rumble. Give me give me Kofi and Biggie at Mania. I That's said that. Derek said yeah. money. Derek told me I was being a hater when I said that. I think that would be great. It could be, be amazing. Uh, it could be a friendly yeah. match. He doesn't need to turn yeah, on him. We yeah, imagine the heat if well he did. More. Imagine the heat if he did turn on him though. Ooh. That, well, that would be great. <laughs> Well, Bernie, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I would like to say Xavier versus Biggie. <laughs> he 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 got his his deal. Uh, that that was his thing. He got the crown. He's lucky he has a job. I feel. <laughs> I don't want to do anything to endanger him. He's one of I mean like my favorite they, workers. They feel so strongly about him as king that they basically had Roman Reigns replace him as king after two weeks. Nope. They they gave him his his little thing, just like uh, Zach got to have his IC title moment, and then they took it off of him. Woo woo! Get in the wheelchair. We're gonna push you off the stage. Um, Okay, Brady. I got one more. I got one more. One more thing to mention before uh, I get out here. Um, What do you think about Damian Priest? Like, uh, since he's been up to the main roster, what do you think? uh, 
way they were like his character, like this, this weird character, like he's evil, and then then all of a sudden he's good. Like I just don't understand it. I well, first of all, perfect example of what we were talking about earlier, Pat. Um, I've been watching Damian Priest for ten years at least, probably more. I've done indies with the guy. He's a tremendous. I I was on a show one time where I looked around that locker room and I said. I don't know who's going to make it someday, but this guy just had the look, you know. He was huge. He was a decent wrestler. He was good on the microphone, and he's damn scary when you meet him. So, like, to me, he was the I, – I feel like that's somebody that Vince McMahon has personally taken under his wing. I think he's going to go places. I do. And the fact that they're trying him, either being scary, not, whatever, good guy, bad guy – um, it shows that they're trying to see where that versatility lies. I, I don't think he's uh I don't think he's messed up yet. I don't think he's tripped up yet. Knock on wood. I think just just the look, I feel like heel fits him a little better, but it's hard because the fans are getting behind him. Um I not had the opportunity to work with him. If I did I forgot. But I don't see what you see with him. Really? Um he's very vanilla to me, yeah. I see the look and it's just I don't know. I think it might be the finish. I think the finish is a little weak. And the whole Archer deal, I was like, eh. It's a cool nickname, but yeah. I was like, eh, eh. Well, they got but, rid of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Dustin, the, the whole thing they're doing is all about the duality of man um, mm. and how, you know, there's the yin and the yang and there's the good and the evil and all that. There's two wolves inside you. You should go see a doctor because you should not have any wolves inside um, of you. It's the little um, man inside Brady. of you, Dustin. Um, uh, Kevin Owens is another thing, real quick, about him leaving, possibly leaving the company. Yeah, I. It sounds like people have pretty much made that decision. I. I was. I mean, I. I if this I, was an I, idea, I was going to kick around a little bit yeah. in my head before I brought it to you. But here's the thing: Why aren't we seeing trades? If you're just letting these people sit around and run out their contract, why isn't Vince saying, hey, Tony, this guy clearly wants to come work with you. Why don't I give you him for, you know, X, Y, or Z? There should be trades. This is how it works in in expiring contracts. You're like, well, he's not going to resign here. i got to get something for him. Yeah. You know? That's really smart. I I never thought of that. Look yeah, at when you said coach. that, I thought, now why the hell would they move him to SmackDown right before his contract's over? No, <laughs> you need a legitimate trade. Yeah, that's a good Chris idea. Jericho. Did Chris Jericho? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you would you would have to get them to to agree to it and sign some sort of extension. But we've had stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, let's see, let's just pull somebody here that they they may have not had before that they could use. WWE? Yeah, yeah, let's see here. I mean, imagine. Literally everybody. Like, like Chris Daniels. Chris Daniels has done everything but really become a WWE superstar. Yeah. Give Daniels the chance to shine. Or maybe you want to take a risk on one of these younger guys and bring him into NXT. You know? Uh, Ethan Page Page would be a good fit. Frankie Frankie Kazarian. Yeah. See, I can't see WWE interested in these guys, but yeah, because I think they could have had them if they wanted to. Yeah. But if you take a young, I'm trying to think, like, well, and I hate to Jurassic say, Express. 
Jurassic Yo, Express. Owen's Sami Zayn for the Jurassic Express. See, I would make that trade on either side. I, I think, uh, especially, yeah. No, I, I would do that, I think. I would do that. Sure, what do you think Roman Reigns would bet from AEW in a trade? Oh, gosh. Roman I'm thinking Reigns. I'm I'm thinking it would have to be a huge package deal, and I would think MJF's got to be a part of it at this point. Uh, by the and way, Omega? Um, MJF and Kenny Omega, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say, you know what, I would do a two-for-one. I would say you give up Roman, you get Britt Baker and Adam Cole back. Adam Adam Cole baby gets you know they you know they want Adam Cole back. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. that that burns him up. Yeah. Or now nah, I don't think they want that. <laughs> I, I think they could have. I think they could have. See, I don't know why anyone would want to sign anyone to a deal who walks out on a contract, regardless yeah. of how you feel about the guy. Um, how can you? I, either that, or when I'm done with him, I would just cut him from the contract and not pay him the rest because. He would do that to you in a second if he's unhappy. Just, just my yeah. thought. But uh, yeah, no, that well, would be well, interesting. That that would be a cool well, idea. Brady, do you think? Do you think that's why I turn Kevin heel again before before they before he goes? Is that? Do you think that has something to do with it? No, I think he's gonna stay personally. Because why is he gonna go to AEW just to be like Adam Cole's little buddy? It doesn't make sense. Well, actually, actually, Birdie, he's gonna be called Kevin Steen in AEW, so. Yeah, but he'd still be Adam Cole's little buddy. Yes, and that's the last thing you need is another more power to their group. Uh, if Johnny Gargano goes to AEW, watch out. Yeah, I don't think he is. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll know soon enough. Actually, the show is probably about off the air now. I mean, there's about ten minutes left for them, so um, well, I actually, am going to let Bernie, you go. Actually, Brady, the show goes off and that goes off at at ten oh eight Eastern time. Okay. But you get off before then. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Take care, man. Dustin's on the road tonight, man. Better I love you, man. brother. Love you, Dustin. <laughs> hey, Dustin, you got to call back more, man. I miss you so much. He didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> he didn't even say goodbye. It's interesting, though. I, I really like that idea of trades. Um. Well, and the other thing that I was thinking about is the, that started this whole thought process is Freddie Prinze Jr. So if those of you who don't know who Freddie Prinze Jr. is, I mean, he's been yeah. in Star Wars. He's been an actor. He retired for a long time. He's married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, and he was a writer for WWE twice. Yeah. Uh, he actually is the person who decided to put the strap on Jeff Hardy and pitched his McMahon on Yes. Yeah, and made himself an enemy with Triple H in doing so. But uh, he said seeing all this talent out there makes him want to start in indie. And I think that instead of these people going and bouncing between, they're going between NWA, they're going between AEW, uh, MLW is getting bigger, MLW, you know, going full on with the Aztec underground. And you get somebody with a creative mind of Freddie Prince and probably has some capital or can get some capital behind him. You start something out there in Los Angeles, PWG guys, there's so many people. You could have a show just of people who are gone now. And, Freddie, if you're watching, I know you're a big fan of BFC Nation. I am available for ring announcing or creative. Uh, I'm very reasonably priced. Um, 
just autographs from you on lightsabers would probably, you know, do it for me. But that's what that's I what we nice. Yeah. That, that's what we need is we need somebody who has that mainstream creativity that WWE has and the smarts and the capital to start a new company. Listen, Billy Corgan's a smart guy. He's run companies before. I hasn't made it. Um, Tony Khan, all the Khan family, they seem to get flighty with their investments. MLW's been around forever. I think they're, they might fill the void of where Ring of Honor was. But that true competitor, I don't think is there as long as the boys are running the show in AEW. I think you need somebody who is separated from it enough and that can come and make an impact. Because like I was Did you say impact? I'm just playing. That's how this thought started when we talked about Dixie. Is I think Dixie gets a bum rap. I think Dixie was really great at getting yeah. creative people. I think she was really good at identifying talent. I think she was good at filling in the gaps where WWE wasn't and making the product stand out. I think she had a lot more success than, than Double J did, and I think he's also a tremendously creative mind. But people get a bad rap because they're bad at one thing. She made a bad decision, cast her lot in with somebody she thought could, you know, get him into the stratosphere. And it's just like you feel for these people that make that that one bad move and it's what they're known for. Uh, you know, Vince Russo moving away from WWE, that's kind of what plummeted him down. He needed Vince to have those reins on him. He needed that person to kind of say, all right, this is a good idea, but no more things on polls. Like, just take the poll down. <laughs> Get rid of the polls. I, I feel bad. We we got away from your topic with all that other stuff. And it, no, it man, just, we're talking. It's great. We're, we're full circle with it now for sure. I, um, yeah, I I like that idea of a new company, but at the same time, I don't know if the world can take another company. I I would I would much rather Freddie Prince went crazy taking all that Sarah Michelle Gellar money and uh, <laughs> just buying all these companies and unifying them under one brand. And imagine mm. like the kind of damage he could do with that. If you took M Impact, for example, Impact, MLW, Ring of Honor's assets, just those guys, just those three. And the company that you could create, I think, would instantly be yeah. at least a 2A, at least. Yeah. And there's a lot because of talent well, there. Well, when we talk about, you know, the, the Monday Night Wars, it wasn't just the two companies that were involved in it. There was also right. ECW. Yeah. Yeah, and they um, – where they didn't affect the other companies financially, like they affected each other – um, they affected them creatively, and they affected yep. – they had such a drastic – and Stro, I mean, you got to even admit, like ECW, the impact that it had on both companies and their attitudes and their outlooks toward what worked and what didn't, um, I, I think it left an indelible mark personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Still to this day. I can still remember when Sabu went to WCW and he put a guy through the table and got disqualified. And I thought, that's the perfect way to introduce that guy. It really is. Because, like, hey, our referees actually yeah, do, do that something. Here. Yeah. Uh, sorry, John Finnegan. Our referees actually do something here in WCW. Oh, you know? how dare John Finnegan had a John. difficult job. And they're doing it. I know he did. I know. His job was to not get stabbed. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. I remember when Sandman came in, right? And, yeah. And they gave Sandman that fake barbed wire. Well, not fake, but, like, the plastic barbed wire, the, the real yeah. barbed wire. 
and he was he was like pissed about it, and yeah, and uh, Bigelow was like laughing, telling him, "Hey, bro, welcome to WCW." <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. And not oh for goodness. nothing. Not for nothing. But my home company, ECWA. Uh, ECWAWrestling.com. They're actually the night of the Super 8, which I believe is the end of March this year. I don't have the date handy, but I, I will get it for you guys. Uh, that night before the show, they're actually going to be doing a seminar at Wrestling. Rare opportunity to train. But get this, Patrick. John Finnegan, Jim Molyneux, and Mike Keener. Three oh, wow. ECW refs are going to do a seminar. Oh, man. Do you know, I, I hope uh, my friend Blue Shoes, she goes by Blue Shoes. I don't know if she goes by any other name. She might go by Ref Gina, but she, okay. she gets down there. She's, she's one of the top up-and-coming refs. Uh, I think I hey, think being down there. And, and my, my boy McLovin uh, can go down there and get some, uh, you know, some some good ref knowledge. That's awesome, man. The referees are so underrated. It's a so cool underrated. idea. It's a cool idea. Yeah, yeah. and... and even like when ECWA had that school, I know you, like you went to the one like school show that we yeah. had, the one time like we even had referees in that class, and it's yeah. just like it's, it's such a great opportunity to like to break in. I don't think people realize how much referees do in in wrestling, you know, but they're so involved in every aspect of it, really. So it, yeah. it's just such a cool thing, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll have more information on that when we get closer. Maybe we'll even get uh, Jim or Mike on. I know John doesn't necessarily like to do the show, but uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get one of them on for sure. Maybe even John. Who knows? It's uh, been a long time. So, uh, yeah, but that's uh, that's kind of where we are. Um, hmm. So, Booker's. Back to Booker's for a second. Um, yeah. I really like the idea of a company actually utilizing wrestlers in the same way that WWE should be. Because I think if you did that, um, both companies can be very, very vulnerable. I feel like there's really a chance to, uh, to, to make a, a dent there. There's, you know, man, the, the biggest thing is I think AAA could really, really make that debt, but, and same with NJPW, but the language barrier and yeah. the time difference sometimes is just too much. You know, nobody wants to watch tape professional wrestling. It's one of my least favorite things. I, I want that live action. I want to be there. I want to witness it. I want to feel it in the moment. I think it works with hardcore fans, you know? And that's what that, that was the same thing with like NXT. Like it worked with hardcore fans, uh, but if you want to jump to that next level, then you need to start to appeal to a mainstream audience. And in order to do that, you need a combination of established stars that are um, well known and can make that transition, even if they're not traditionally mainstream. I think that you need to have guys that are capable of that. You know. And I don't know That's that... That's why Monday Night was so hot, was the fact that they had the all these live shows going on simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there were stars on both sides of it, you know? They were right. legitimate stars. Uh, on, uh, yeah. Yeah, there were. I don't know what it, what it will take to get into the Monday Night Wars again. Wrestling has fans, but, man, it was so alive in pop culture. I mean, you're talking about, like, The Rock was hosting Saturday Night Live. Um, these guys were popping up on, on all different pop culture shows, and I, we see it every now and then, but it's more um, 
oh god, what's the corporate speak? Uh, brand integration or uh, whatever. You know, it's it's them showing up on NBC shows to plug stuff on Peacock to plug a pay per view. It's right. not this like we need to get these guys on our show because they they're hot. They're they're what's in, and we gotta tether our bandwagon to that. You know, like Jay Lem. Wrestlers weren't going on Jay Leno. Jay Leno was coming to WCW and, yeah. and getting into tag team matches. Yeah, know? exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Diamond Dallas Page and Raven on MTV. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Oh, man. I, there's there's a company. What was that? Uh, Pro Wrestling Unplugged that MTV did? Had yeah. Had a lot of it. Oh, man. That was something good. There's there's room for that, that gritty, down-to-earth kind yes. of not sports entertainment professional wrestling that will build these people into people who can eventually become sports entertainers, but reinvigorate the fans. I mean, everybody, we talked about it. Everybody has that moment. We're like, yeah, this is it. This is for me. And I don't know if we're producing those moments with WWE and AEW right now. I don't see those moments. I think, you know, Crown and Big E was, was a big one, but that's for people like us who've been following Big E and who thought when he first came out, you know, following behind Dolph Ziggler that he was going to be a huge star. Yeah. So there you have it. Patrick is calling for the return of Wrestling Society X. And I yes, couldn't be happy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, Patrick, uh, I know you got to get out of here. We're going to take a commercial break sure. anyway. If you were going to read something for me on the way out. I oh, was actually, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. So uh, this is from our great friends over at Pro Wrestling Interviews. Pro Wrestling Interviews features guests who are the hottest indie stars, as well as some of the great veterans of the ring. Each week you join the amazing Velvet and the one and only Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you will not want to miss. This kicks off every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to www.prowrestlinginterviews.com, and it will bring you to the Facebook page for the podcast link and stream. Do not miss a single second of pro wrestling interviews that Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, www.prowrestlinginterviews.com. Great job, right. man. Uh, yeah. hey, it was uh, it was great to uh, great to have you on yeah. again this week, and uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see you any, next any, week, and I'm looking anything? forward to the 28th. Now I got to fill my cup up. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Take care, Patrick. All right, you too. Take care, brother. All right, the legendary you. Patrick Hackett. We're gonna take that commercial break right now. On the other side, I see we got a bunch of callers. I I see we got Granny, we got Tora, and we have you as well. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, 
Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com and on your favorite podcast platforms as well. Don't forget to check out all the other great shows that are available as part of the VOC Nation Radio Network. Of course, WCW Retro live every Thursday. We have Rock and Roll Union on Mondays. We have Briscoe and Big Ace. Wes Briscoe still popping around. Brian Ferguson and his great interviews. Lots of great stuff for sure. So be sure to check out VOCNation.com. And uh, if you're interested in being part of the show, be sure to hit us up as well. Just send me an email, Brady, at VOCNation.com. Come up with a pitch and... You could be on the air that easily, just uh, just to keep that in mind. I also want to thank our sponsors, Pro Wrestling Interviews. Be sure to go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, and uh, you'll be able to check out the show with great interviews with uh, the amazing Velvet and Dr. John. I always want to call him Dr. Velvet, and that's an entirely different thing. Uh, <laughs> But welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Granny, I'm going to get to you in one second. But before we do that, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Uh, well, this Thursday night, WCW Retro, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time of VOCNation.com. We'll be discussing some of our favorite Christmas and holiday wrestling moments. So if you have any moments that you'd like to share, please call in. And uh, Friday night, my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, at Midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro. Uh, Friday night's feature will be The Ravens starring Vincent Price. So please tune in. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, with, and with that, also, I forgot to mention, I will be at the Charlotte Comic Con this Sunday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Embassy Suites in Concord, North Carolina. And with the rest of the cast and crew of The Devil's Starter, which will be have a special screening at the Charlotte Comic-Con, as well as a Q&A panel with some of the cast and crew. So, if you're and, an amazing, amazing yeah. movie. 
You guys got to yeah. check it out. Where where can people find The Devil's Daughter again? Okay. Well, a uh, bit of news for you. Uh, it's it's on YouTube. You can check out The, the Devil's Daughter, a Harlequin story on YouTube, as well as Amazon Fire TV. Just nice. when you go to Amazon Fire TV, go for uh, Dominus TV, and and you can also view it from there as well. So, and we're winning awards right and left. Uh, already got uh, three uh, selections from different film festivals, and uh, it, it's growing by the minute. So, uh, really happy for you, um, the attention it's getting. Sure, I got some bad news. We just did that entire intro to this point without the mic on. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I am so sorry. We had a great yeah. intro. You know what? Actually, um, you know what I'll do? I'll, we'll just use the um, – I, I should have it because we record on Zoom as well, so I'll just use the backup for that part. So we will have it on there. I'm sorry for everybody that was listening live. That was probably really confusing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Stro, real quick, yeah, just please run through everything. Uh, just real quick, okay. what you got going on? All right. WCB Retro, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're discussing favorite favorite wrestling uh, Christmas and holiday moments. So call in Thursday night. Um, as well as Friday night, the Stro Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, at Facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. The feature will be the Ravens starring Vincent Price. And this Sunday, I will be a special guest at the Charlotte Comic Con and Embassy Suites in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, be with the, my fellow cast and crew of The Devil's Daughter, which will have a special screening, as well as a Q&A panel as well. And to view The Devil's Daughter, you can go to YouTube. Just look for The Devil's Daughter, A Harlequin Story. As nice. well as you can view, view it on Amazon Fire TV through uh, Dominus TV as well. Very cool. Yeah, and and I apologize for everyone who was listening live. That was, you, you know, I, I'm still such an amateur. All these years later, I we did the whole thing with the mic off. I, I apologize, guys, but we're back now, and we're actually we're joined by Derek McDonald once again. Derek, how are you? Derek, yeah. That, that's Hola. how I realized that, that the mic wasn't on because you went away. Mm-hmm. I was like, why would he just leave? And yeah, I was like, oh crap. There. And the Christmas yeah, music and it's just playing and like, music, I, and then the crow. Yeah, I'm like, maybe they're basking in the Christmas music. Then I heard the crow, and it was nothing. I was like, huh. <laughs> and nothing. Okay. No, I, yeah. I played the crow because his movie is The Raven this week, but nobody oh, heard oh, that. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, brother? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. How's everybody doing? We're, we're doing really well. We're, we're excited to be here. We're having a good time tonight. Actually, we had an amazing discussion in the first hour, and I'd love to kind of continue it um, mm-hmm. and certainly get your thoughts, as well as the people who called in. By the way, 914-338-1885 is the number for the show. Um, so we, we were talking about a bunch of different stuff, but Patrick brought up this really, like, just such a different idea, and I've never thought about it this way. He said, why don't these wrestling companies ever trade? Taylor. Why don't they? Mm. Like when he, because he said like, you know, WWE, like AEW. Kevin Owens wants to go to AEW so bad. Why don't they trade him right now where they could get something for him? Maybe get a couple of these that's talents right. that aren't being used by AEW. And I thought that's, that's really smart. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, like, I think the only time like, we've ever 
seen anything like that. I think at one point WCW and ECW traded guys like in the mid to early 90s. I think Arn Anderson popped yeah. up on a ECW show because of some Paul Heyman thing. But yeah, that actually, yeah, if you know Owens is leaving anyway, you go, okay, we'll give you Owens and you can give us Brian Cage who isn't <laughs> ecstatic about where he's at in AEW. That, that's actually a good idea. Seems like, seems like a great idea and it's a fantastic trade. Uh, <laughs> the only example that I could think of in the past was when WWE wanted Ric Flair for the Hall of Fame and they let like Christian as a rental. That's right. And and TNA just and they used Christian by having him introduce a segment on their anniversary show. That's right. Right. And, and Ric Flair ended up staying with WWE after all that. Yeah. That's funny. Speaking of Ric so. Flair real quick, did you did you see I, I believe the plan was for him to go to AEW and manage Andrade. Yeah. But now Andrade and Charlotte have broken up. So I saw that. Still, does he still go to AEW, or is he just stuck without a place to go? <laughs> I think he's got nowhere to go. And uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And not only that, but it came like a week and a half after Flair said he wouldn't go back to WWE because he didn't like Nick Khan. Yeah. That's, oh, uh, poor Rick. You know what that means? He's gonna go to oh, Impact. He, but, oh no! Rick, don't do it. That's a one more match. He's gonna be in Swingers Palace next week. No. <laughs> now they got rid of Tommy week. Dreamer for talking about Ric Flair. They're probably not gonna bring in Ric Flair. So yeah, Ric Flair show up. <laughs> that would be. I'd be pretty mad if I were Tommy. Be like, I'm. I'm not allowed to give my opinion about what he did, but you're allowed to hire him based on. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I was I was I was curious and I'm curious what you guys think too. So like if trades were really a thing, what do you think Roman Reigns would fetch on an open market? I'm thinking it's gotta be half of AEW's roster, right? Oh, you gotta give me Yeah. I'm gonna need Brian Danielson back. Yeah. Punk. I'm thinking Anything I'm, I'm thinking any? it's gotta be a package deal. Uh, MJF you'd have to include him, I would think. Yeah. You need some prospects, yeah, so you can build for the future. Yeah. Because I don't care what anybody says. If, if Roman was to show up on AEW tomorrow, they're doubling their audience. They're doing more than that 800K. Yep. And he would immediately, and I hate to say it with all the AEW fans that listen, but he would immediately be the biggest star on that show by far. Yep. Bigger than Punk, bigger than Jericho. Yep. Yeah, he'd be the biggest. Yes, yeah, so you'd have to give me a lot to give you Roman because if I give you Roman, I'm I'm hurting SmackDown, which is my biggest and best show. So, yeah, I need MJF. Yeah. Uh, uh, probably Adam Cole back. Yeah, give me Cole. Give me Danielson. Maybe Kenny All Omega. All those guys that they didn't healthy. want to leave, you know? <laughs> yeah, everybody, yeah. Christian. For the older kids give us that, things yeah. so he can go back to being retired, you know? All that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, yeah. There's actually some great scenarios. It really is a cool idea. Like, like I'd love think, to see Johnny Swinger get traded to WWE, you know, but it's it's just not going to happen. Now you got my brain working. Now, what do you think Rick Steiner's kid gets? Because he's, he's obviously a superstar in the making. He yeah, he's a blue chipper, for sure. Yeah, but I don't you know, know that he's just, quite at that MJF level yet where, like, you could... No. I think... I think you would either have to give them a ton of prospects 
who really haven't done anything yet or one or two established veterans, you know, maybe like a, I think the one we used earlier, the one we mentioned earlier was maybe like the Jurassic Express. Yeah. You know, Jungle Boy has some, it's something the Jungle Boy. Um, yeah. And, and the thing with, I hate calling him Braun Breaker. I, I hate it. I just call him Steiner. But the thing about him is, because people have been talking about, well, who's going to beat Roman? In a perfect world, Steiner's ready in a year, and he's the guy. But I don't think he's going to be ready just yet to to beat Roman. But he'd be my candidate. I just think it's it, it'll take too long. And Roman's running out of guys as we speak. I couldn't imagine him still doing this a year from now. This is where this is where NXT 2.0 hurts him, I think. Uh, because if they still had that black and gold, obviously NXT's fan base and the reason why it's dropped off so much um, is because it's very much an indie crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're all It's all people that are familiar with these guys and the work that they did in the indies, the black and gold brand. So now this brand has a bunch of faces and names that they really don't know who they are unless they're related to somebody who's famous. You know, there are a couple of them. Yeah. But by and large, it's just a bunch of strangers that they're seeing for the first time. And if Braun had come up being able to wrestle all these different guys that people knew that were getting reactions, he'd be getting reactions. You know? When – I mean, I understand it as a necessary step, and I'll tell you why. Um, Because it's the way the main roster functions, and they had to get everything on the same page. Otherwise, you have guys that get over in NXT that go up to the main roster and do nothing because, just because, because they're not going to be treated the same. Whereas now, they're being treated exactly how they'll be treated on the main roster. And that's, that's, that's what it has to be. But I think Braun, like, I, I feel like if I were WWE, I would kind of find ways to work him into the main show now so that when he Mm -hmm. comes out for the Royal Rumble, he's over already, and fans will be really excited for it. And then if you just have him as a natural go out there and win the Rumble, uh, I think he'll probably be the second most over guy in the company. Yeah. um, Maybe I'm overvaluing him. No, I think I was listening to somebody. I don't know if it was Cornette, and Cornette was saying, you know, he hasn't seen a guy like that since he saw like Orton and Brock and guys like that where they it just you know they're not ready yet. But when you see them, it's like all right, he's a star. Like there's no way yeah. you can miss him. And you're right. Now it sucks that he didn't come along a year ago when they had more of those guys in NXT. Where he could have got more ring time with a uh, Adam Cole, you know, Kyle O'Reilly who seems to be gone. Guys like that. And like you said, they would have took to him. Um, a lot of those guys, all of them are pretty much going. I think it's just Gargano and Ciampa left. But um, yeah, he 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 has he 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 looks like a star, and like you said, it, the he'll be more successful now because he won't have to change his style when he moves up. Because I think the only guys who have been successful in like the last couple of years moving up to the main roster has been a guy like Damon Priest, who when you saw him in NXT, you figured he's a Vince guy. Vince is going to love him. And it's worked yeah. out. I don't think he's been. I don't think he's been beaten yet since he got called up. But um, I hope it works out for old old Braun Breaker because he he's the guy where 
everybody goes, well, when Roman's done, who's going to take? He could be the guy they build a company around for the next 10 years. I think he's only like 24, 25, something like that. So he could be the guy. Yeah, I'm thinking in 10 years, Ron Breaker and Gable Stevenson will be two guys that, like, the entire company is built around, you know? That's probably the way it's going to be, so. Do you think he helps lead the relationship between Scott Steiner and and Vince? (laughs) Do you think he could be that bridge? Oh, God, I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I hope so. That would be amazing. You know, he, they they need to put the Steiners in the Hall of Fame. It's it's silly not mm-hmm. to. I remember Jim Cornette. They right. asked Jim Cornette, you know, do you think Rick Steiner hates Vince? And Jim Cornette goes, Rick gets along with everybody. It's that damn Scott who is going to the problem. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> what, wasn't it Scott Steiner who, like, was putting out, like, death threats to people at the Hall of Fame and they wouldn't let him in the building? Yeah, so he's going to kill Hulk Hogan. That was it. That was it. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's let's talk to Granny. She's been waiting a while. Granny Hulkster, how how you doing? We missed you. Oh, I've been okay. Hi guys. How are how's everybody? Hi Derek. Hi Stro. Hi Brady. Hey Granny. Okay. Hello. 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 How's um how's Mysterio doing? The, The dog. Well, um. We took him to the vet today to have the stitches taken out, and that tumor was okay. actually what they call a mast tumor, Ooh. which means a mast the histamines, tumor? a mast tumor, and the histamines can cause internal damage for him. Okay. And the vet said that we're probably going to have to put him on, like, Benadryl for the rest of his life because those histamines okay. are a form of cancer. So, okay. so I'm, I'm glad we had it. Well, I'm glad we had it checked out because you know I, we they thought it might have been just a fatty tumor, but it was mm-hmm. actually you know a mass tumor instead. So, but he, I mean he's mm. he's okay. Oh. I mean he just are you saying you know, mass? But I say mass? It, my mast M A S T. A mast. Okay, I thought you meant mast. A mast. No, no, a mast tumor is what it's called, and the histamines, like I said, it's a form of cancer, and so I mean, you know, my son, if he (laughs) once Mysterio goes, I mean, that's going to be really hard on my son, and my son's dealing with a lot of issues right now, anyways. So it's yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. It's not been a good. It's not been a good few months, but um, Stro, what I was going to tell you was. We had Ice Train on our uh, Attitude yeah. Era Live podcast last night. Oh, cool! And he remembered. He remembered. He remembered you from WCW. Awesome! Awesome! Yeah, he, Train's um, always a great guy, man. He's yeah, he was guy. really nice. So. Yeah, Brady, you know, I called in here, what was it, a couple weeks ago, I called in to go to your show, and it was just you and I that whole Thursday night, we did the show together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the good old days, so. Right? Well, yeah. I'm glad oh, I called yeah. in. Other, I, well, if I, had, if I hadn't have called in, poor Stro wouldn't have had anybody to help him that night, you know, so. Yeah, now uh, you were there to help. That, 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 yeah, that, 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 that's cool. I would have made it work somehow. Always do. 
Oh, I know but you yeah, would have made it work. In. I know that, you that, that following week was so much better, too. I mean, I, I had more than enough that following week, so it would have made up for it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, but it's always nice to have somebody on the show with you, you know, so. Well, yeah, all you and, I, I, yes, thank you so much for calling in, Granny. I, I, I enjoy all my callers. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. So, yeah. Well, we try our best. So, Granny, if you could trade anybody in wrestling on this podcast, whatever the case may be, who would you trade? Would it be me? Maybe. Maybe. Sometimes I think I would, Brady. Sometimes I think I would. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Sometimes I think I. No, what would you get? You, get a, you, would you, you get to be would, a little ornery sometimes. <laughs> well, what do you think you would get in exchange for me? Yeah, I'm thinking future picks probably aren't in, in the in play here. I like mm. bartering, if you will, like bar, bartering mm-hmm. like the Indians used to do. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Get, get, Get a couple like fox skins for me or something. Help. <laughs> I don't know, Brady. I honestly don't know. What if you could so. trade me for Doctor John? Would you do that? <laughs> Doctor John. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about Doctor John. What if you could trade me for Rat Rat Boy? Oh, no, I, don't don't know about that that I don't know about that either. I don't know about that either. I don't know about that either, Brady. I mean, you know. Some value so. to the table, then. I, I do bring some. By the way, we were talking about MJF earlier. Derek, did you happen to see um, somebody released? The MJF did a promo for Tough Enough when he was trying to get on Tough Enough. And it's I essentially the same promo that he does in AEW. Yeah, I saw that. It, it, it randomly popped up on my YouTube. And I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's, the, he's the same guy. <laughs> he's the same guy. It's exact, even the same lines. Yeah. So if he's, like, he's been doing, I mean, when was that? 20, 2014, maybe? So for mm-hmm. seven, eight years now, and probably longer, because it looked like he had it pretty well down. Um, AEW took a guy doing an established act and changed literally nothing about it. And, and, yep. That's how good he was that even back then, I don't know how they didn't put him on TV. I know. And I was listening to Meltzer, and they were talking about, you know, if Vince is going to throw a lot of money at him when his contract is up. And Meltzer was like, you know, I don't think Vince is going to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, he is. <laughs> of course, why wouldn't he? That kid is killing me for yeah. his product. Of course he's going to throw it. He might but not the- take it, but he's going to go after yeah. it. And now, if he goes after him, Derek, do you think that he becomes a star, or do you think he becomes Bobby Roode and EC3 and that that kind of guy? I think he becomes a star, and you know, I thought EC3 would be a star too, but I think he's just I too did. good. So did I. He, he's too good. It's it's undeniable with that kid. Even if you didn't treat him the proper way, I think the fans would revolt, and you'd have no choice but to treat him the right way. He's too good. And and you know all the wrestling fans are watching them because they're, they're the ones that watch AEW. That's why their audience is the same every week and never grows because they're, they're the wrestling fans watching it. Well, Brady, I don't know if you heard this or not, but you have to start counting the DVD numbers when you mention AEW ratings. So 
I saw really? Tony Khan talking about that. Yeah, I saw Tony Khan talking about you have to, you know, you have to count the DVR and all this and that. And I was like, oh, okay. You went from demos to DVRs. I hear you. But just for them, not not for yeah, everybody. Not, no, not for Raw, not for SmackDown, no. Just them. Yeah. Because no doubt DVR hasn't hurt Raw or SmackDown, even though I watch <laughs> DVR. Raw and That's SmackDown. all I watch. That's all I watch. Me I too, because you can like fast enough. forward it. Yeah, unless it's something with my dad. My son goes, Dad, look at this. I'm DVR and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I did so what else the, is I new, Granny? You... And... Sorry. No, I, say, I did yeah. watch the Brock and Sammy stuff live, but that's because my son told me it was funny. So I ran in to watch it. But other than that, yeah, I DVR everything. And it was funny. It was funny. Yeah. It looked like a hipster fight down the street from where I live. That, that's That's what they all look like. God bless him. Leaving their empty, leaving their empty, uh, yeah. Leaving their empty uh, Miller Lite cans everywhere, Granny. It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still going to wrestling shows when I can. I just went to one um, Saturday night for Down South Championship Wrestling, and I went to one in Harrison. November 20th, they, uh, Mid-States did a tribute show uh, in memory of beautiful Bobby Eaton, which was pretty cool. So, And Very then cool. um, they're doing one December 18th, and the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, is going to be at that one on December 18th in Harrison. So we're going to that one. Did you so, see, Granny, that I interviewed Jimmy Hart in Las Vegas when I was out there a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think I did. I did. So okay. he's great. I love because Jimmy. actually, yeah, actually, um, and I wanted to share this with you. One of my very good friends that lives in Oklahoma that goes to wrestling for a cause like I do. Um, he is. Um, no, well, I, I, I don't know, you know. But what I was going to share with you was, um, okay, he is part of Special Olympics. And his swim team is going to the Nationals next year in Orlando. And WFC did a benefit show that night to help raise money for his trip, you know, for next year. And they Mm -hmm. had some wrestlers that couldn't be there at the show videotape a thing for Ethan. And Jimmy Mm -hmm. Hart videotaped a video that they played. Yeah, of him congratulating Ethan being able to go to, you know, uh, Orlando for the Special Olympics swim team. And, and he, I mean, he was just ecstatic. I mean, he, but he's really excited about that. And I'm really, we're all really proud of Ethan, you know, that him and his swim team, that they're going to be getting to do that next year. Uh, Derek, you know, I used to be a swimmer when I was in like seventh and eighth grade. It was horrible. It was horrible. I was like, I was so friggin' slow. Like, I would do a race. And by the time I – but I always finished. And I, people liked that I had heart that I finished. But everybody that I raced against would be out of the pool on the side cheering me on as I'm finishing. That's how bad Come it was. Come on, Brady. Come on, Brady. You can do it. Was an, the only photo I finished was because everybody had their phones out, Granny, taking pictures. <laughs> Yay, Brady. Now I'm always finished. I was too old. They didn't. Well, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan is a very good swimmer, man. Um, because this last swim we meet that he was at here 
a few weeks ago. It was the day before the Wrestling for a Cause show uh, that they did for him. And um, he got four blue ribbon, four first place blue ribbons in that swim meet that okay. day. So he's he's blue a, ribbon. he's a pretty good swimmer. That's, he's a okay. He's a pretty good swimmer. Yeah, blue ribbon. That's actually the beer that the hipsters down the street drink. Not Miller Lite. It's Pabst. Yeah. Give me some. So. Give me some Pabst. Yeah. Blue <laughs> some Pabst. Yeah, yeah the hoppier the better. I hate hoppy beer, Granny. I'm not much of a beer drinker. I don't I don't care for beer, so I don't drink beer. Well, so. I'm not after the incident of the drunken show a couple of years ago. I was saying how um, to this day, it's the only time of the year when I get in trouble with Kelly before I even do anything. Because, like, all I have to do is say the drunk episode is coming up, December 28th, by the way. And uh, I, I just know I'm in trouble because of that horrible how experience is, a couple of years ago. Ha- how is Kelly, by the way? Oh, she's doing great, Granny. She's li- she lives with me. It's like paradise. Well, I know she lives with you, but I mean, how is it- yeah. I know you all recently Look, got engaged, and congratulations. We did get engaged. So, you know. Thank you. Thank you. So, congratulations. Yes, we actually, I think I can share it, um, even though I haven't told most of my relatives or anything, but you guys are like family. Uh, September 25th, so... I uh, yeah. <laughs> I have plunged yeah. myself into planning a nine month wedding. Oh, so good, good luck. Yeah, ten months, I guess technically. Well, yeah, well, it's okay. My we'll my okay. husband, my husband David and I, we will be married twelve years the nineteenth of this month. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. So, how many years altogether, Granny? Like, how many years did you date before you got married? Well, we dated six years before we got married. Okay. Okay, so you're going on two decades. Mm-hmm. We've been together yeah. since December 19th of 2003. And we got oh, married December birthday. 19th of 2009, so. Okay. Yeah, that's my sister's birthday, December 19th. Yep. Uh, Yeah, so, Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm getting married. Thank you. We're excited. Well, uh, actually behind me in the virtual, you guys can't see it because you're not on Zoom, but I have uh, our beautiful Christmas display as my background right now. So Awesome. With the with the fireplace with Santa and the tree. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Granny, it was great to talk to you. Great talking to you, too. Bye, guys. Have a All Merry right. Christmas. Bye-bye. Love you. Love Love you. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas. You girl. <laughs> yeah. She always gets me off the rails, and it's not anything that she does. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> just something. Something about her, for sure. I I had um I had an, another topic I wanted to bring up, and uh, we have a little bit of time here, so we, we might as well. We can always jump into it in the future as well. But I I was talking about um, maybe jumping into, like, dropped angles, like angles that we thought had a lot of promise that just get dumped out of nowhere, like it was, like, just ignored, like they never happened. The obvious one, I mean, I can think of two. Uh, One was Vince McMahon blowing up in the limo and dying, and then the next week, obviously, they had to abort that angle, but... 
it uh I thought it had potential just to see kind of how he got around that and how he eventually came back. Would would they have like resurrected him like Jesus? Like is that is that what they were planning on doing? Or like would he, he have risen. faked his death? He he is risen. Like when Shawn Michaels fought God, you know? Um the other one the other one that always jumps out at me is Randy Savage and Elizabeth with Ric Flair. Where Ric Flair had like the nudies of Elizabeth and he was gonna share them at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. promised it. <laughs> Even in the promo, right before, and then Savage won the match. We never saw the pictures. Um Yeah. And they just let it go like it was nothing. Oh, I'm trying to think. What is but I, yeah. Uh Oh, I probably you know gave the two best examples. <laughs> Remember when they had, it was a ladder match, and it was like Vince and Shane versus Steve Austin. And I think Vince, uh, you had to get like a briefcase or something. And Austin climbed the yeah. ladder, he went to get the briefcase, and somebody raised it up so he couldn't get it. And we never found out who raised the briefcase. It was just raising <laughs> up the end of it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, mean, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were uh, so many of those like that. Like, like who the hell was GTV? I was just remember they would like you <laughs> yeah. the bathroom, the video, the, you know. Yeah, I can't imagine it was Ali. He he was too young. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to think of some more. Uh, there were yeah. I mean, even, like, they were going to do Hogan and Flair at WrestleMania, and then, like, out of the blue, they're just like, no, instead we're going to do a double main event, and they're not fighting each other. The goddamn dream match that I wanted to see my whole childhood got taken away from me just like that. Here's Sid. Here's Sid and Macho Man to replace Sorry for my language. (laughs) And I remember they did in WCW, and it was a big deal in WCW when they did it. Right. And it would have been a big deal in WWE if they did it in the main event of WrestleMania. I understand they did, like, some house shows where it didn't go over so well, but who cares? It's a house show. It would have been amazing. Oh, they would have made so much money. Yeah. Uh Just like, obviously, they 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 would have done it for a year. I know for obvious reasons they couldn't do it, but they said the plan for Mania uh, the year that Eddie died was they were going to do Eddie Guerrero versus Shawn Michaels. And I always thought that would have been amazing if they oh, made it to Mania in order to do that. Eddie and Shawn? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. That would have been amazing. And they had just done Shawn and Kurt the year before, so. Yeah. 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 Well, even, like, like the Ric Flair thing, like, okay, I, I think I have my timeline right. Where, like, Hogan, after that WrestleMania, he left. And it was because they were facing, like, increased pressure because of the steroid stuff and everything. That was, like, when yeah. when Sid went away, Hogan went away, and, like, you know, even, like, Warrior came back, but he was, like, this, like, thin, like, everybody said it was a different Jim Helwig. Like, it was a different Warrior because... <laughs> He looked so much different, you know? And it was like, it would have set up perfectly for Ric Flair to send Hulk Hogan packing from the WWF at the time. And when he came back, 
and you had a ready match for him. You could have did the rematch at uh, Caesar Palace because it wasn't that the, the mania the next year to Caesar Palace one. Yeah. And you you could have had him return there and, you know. But I guess most people say, you know, the steroid stuff led to the rise of Brett and Sean. So I guess it was a blessing amongst all that. But imagine if you added to that card Flair and Hogan in the rematch. And if Flair was leaving anyway, you could have what you could have done was had Flair banish Hogan at eight. Hogan could have banished Flair at nine, and then yeah, he could have gone back to WCW, and it would have worked just like it did anyway. And you could have still did Yoko and Brett, and you could have had Brett or Yoko beat Brett, Hogan beat Flair, and then yeah. there you have Yoko and Hogan at the next you know pay per view, and Yoko could have still beat Hogan as opposed to putting Hogan in a, a nothing tag team match where he didn't even win the belts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many different things they could have done, for sure. Uh, let's go to Justin. What's going on, Justin? Hey, hey what's up, man? Mr. Brandon, how you doing, sir? Hey, how are you? Good, good. How are good. you? How is your, how is your knee? Uh, it's, not, it's not that bad. Starting physical therapy is going to be fun. Yeah, you're not yeah. doing anything yet, though? Uh, I was immobilized. With your knee, I mean. the, uh Yeah, I was, in, I was immobilized with, uh, with, a, with another brace on my knee for six weeks. Now i gotta, now I got to wear another brace, which allows me to move. At like different angles and all that shit. So do you do you, you walk with one crutch like Brian Pillman? Nah, it's the second day after my surgery. I I asked my doctor. I called him. I said, uh, "Do I have to use these damn crutches?" And he was like, uh, "No, not really." So I was like, once I heard it, I'm I'm I I could I could walk without the crutches. I was like. I just threw the crutches, threw them on the ground, and I just started walking around. I was hobbling. I was like, I'm not now, using no are crutches. You, are, you, are you taking painkillers right uh, now? You kind of sound a little tired. You all right? No, no. I just had a, no, I just had okay. a headache. That's all. Yeah, no, I'm not taking yeah. any medicine at all. Not even nothing for the headache, no. even. Mm-mm. Wow, he's hardcore. You just bite down on the knife when it hurts. He's hardcore. <laughs> He's hardcore. Just, <laughs> He's hardcore. I, I usually just. They uh, never fully explored that with Mick Foley. By the way, he he was in ECW and he was doing those promos, and then he just left and became mankind. You talk about your. I I know he did the stuff with Mikey Whipwreck and it all played out, but that was some amazing work by Mick Foley. Oh, and uh, Mike work was awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember, like, I guess because, like, they produced, like, a WWE DVD of him. And they showed a lot of that stuff from ECW. And I don't know. I just thought it was really cool to, like, have a copy of that at the time. It was long before, like, the WWE Network or Peacock or anything like that. Steve Austin, they did one, too. Like, they, they, they I think it was called, like, Stone Called Said So. And they oh, just showed all the stuff it. from ECW. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. 
That was fun. That's another angle I wish they didn't drop. Now imagine, imagine how much different ECW would have turned out if these companies traded for the talent from ECW versus like just stealing it. Like what would have happened if? Yeah. It wasn't Vince like giving them. He wasn't giving them top name guys. Wasn't he giving them guys when he was taking like RVD and Sabu around that time? Yeah, he was giving them like Zip. <laughs> yeah, didn't like Chris Candido go there? Basically, it was a trade, and Aldo Montoya was basically a trade. Yep, pretty much, pretty much, and they stuck around. And I remember yeah. Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard said, uh, at one point, The Undertaker would beg him every week to let him go to ECW, and I can only imagine the Dead Man Taker in the middle of the ECW arena. I can't, yeah. I wonder what they would have done with that. Like, I can understand why they wouldn't make that move, why they wouldn't let him do that. Like, at least when you send him down to Memphis, it's like The Undertaker can still be The Undertaker, and you can just have him run roughshod. But in ECW, you know it was just a matter of time before, like, He's in, like, a Singapore cane battle with the Sandman or something. <laughs> Going back and forth with the, with the Sandman. I always thought they should have yeah. sent somebody when they sent when they sent Jerry Lawler. I always figured they should send somebody with him, even if it's, like, a hill you're not using. Send somebody with him to be, like, reinforcement. I know they sent Jim Cornette one time, and that place went crazy, but I always thought they should have sent, <laughs> you know, maybe send a, a Owen Hart or somebody who, you know, to just wrestle a couple of matches with Jerry. Yeah. It would have been amazing. It would have been. Yeah. Jim Cornette has the best story, too, about when he did that, when they had him waiting in the limo, and Paul Heyman lied to him about donating some money or something. Because <laughs> 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 I guess he only agreed to do it if he donated some... I, I forget what the thing was, but basically Paul Heyman lied, oh, and he never went back. I remember and he he wanted him to donate money to some charity. He wanted him to apologize to that. What's the NWA guy? Dennis Car- uh, Carolusa. Oh, Dennis Carolusa. Dennis Carolusa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor Dennis. He never apologized. He never apologized. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's like, do this, and then I'll apologize. And then he didn't apologize. <laughs> Good old Paul. Good old Paul. Justin. He's the second biggest liar I ever met. I'm only kidding. Huh? <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just yeah, it's playing. all good. Yeah, it is all good. Time. So I'm time glad you're doing okay. Yeah, it's time. Yeah, it's definitely time to trade you in. Time to trade, to trade you in for another. Trade you in for another host. Yeah, oh. but who are you going to replace me with, realistically? Replace you with. Uh, Stroh. What do you got, MLJ on speed dial? What are you gonna do? I will. I will replace you with Stroh, Malcolm, and uh, Doctor John. That would be an awesome show. Well, they could all be yeah. on here now if they wanted. You wouldn't need to replace <laughs> we're, me. We're in trouble now. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 just replace you with uh, Rap Boy. That'll be that'll be interesting. Justin, I would replace <laughs> you by Mal with Malcolm because I miss him. And um, yeah. Uh, Malcolm and um, I would replace you and Granny with Malcolm and um, John, the song man. I miss him. 
Oh, John. Dad. We haven't heard anything from him in a long time. You know what? I would just replace you with nothing. That would be fine. Oh, (laughs) Jesus. As a replacement with a Bengal tiger. It's funny the Bengal tiger? It's funny you said tiger. You remember when The Rock was Hollywood <laughs> Rock and he was doing those segments with Hurricane? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was watching those over the weekend and he kept calling Hurricane nothing. Yeah, right? He's talking to Hurricane and he goes, hold on. He goes, hold on, the rock phone's ring. He's at the rock phone's ring. He took it the phone. He goes, hello? He goes, yeah, it's nothing. He said he knows you're nothing. And he just kept calling him nothing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Dustin, I'm just playing with you. But uh, I'm going to let you go. Hey, Brady. Yeah. Hey Brady. Like when he when he get married, I heard that too. He got in, got engaged and all that stuff. When he get married. Yep. Next year. Next year. We're gonna stream awesome. it on VOC Nation, so don't worry. Yeah. Awesome. Kelly doesn't know yet. Hey. Hey, congrats, <laughs> man. We will though. Congrats, buddy. Who needs congrats, a videographer? Buddy. We're just gonna put it on VOC Nation. Thank you. There you go. There you yeah, go. anytime, bud. All right, hey, I'll talk to you. Yeah, he uses the same like terms that MJF does. You notice that? See ya. But he's like, all right, bud. All right, bud. It's like MJF calls somebody his bud, and it's like you don't really think he's your bud. <laughs> he's not your friend. Cut it out, MJF. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, the stuff with MJF and CM Punk has been funny. Yeah, it's been good. I I just hope he beats Punk. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And he's undefeated, he isn't he? He only well, I guess he um, lost to Moxley, right? But that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because he beat Cody. Yeah. <laughs> he called him cooking mess punk. He says, "What does the CM stand for? Cooking mess." <laughs> Speaking of math, what, what's going on, Rat Boy? Oh, how you doing? King, king. Yeah, you are king. Candy king. king. Hold on, I'll get it for you. Hold on, here we go. Candy king. Candy king. <laughs> yeah. Got your candy king. It's got comedy. Yeah, you are candy king. Yeah, that, that, that. yeah now the sweet potato king, pie is put away. Yeah, sweet potato pie, candy king. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the uh, ticket. Yeah, but... That's uh, the ticket. What is that? Uh, I uh, put my vote in. The ECWA 2021 year-end awards. Okay. Oh. Okay. Did and you vote and I came for... across... Did you I vote came for across me? Four. I, I voted for you because of Sean Clark. Yeah, Sean Clark, super kick, uh, Brady Hicks. <laughs> he did. Wow. And what? it hurt. It really hurt. <laughs> wow. And that's the one I picked. And everybody should have picked that one because I know both of you. I know both of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Good stuff. Oh. Good to, did you see where ECWA is actually going to do a seminar 
with uh, John Finnegan, Jim Molyneux, and Mike Keener, the three ECW referees. Okay. I show that too. I think it's amazing. I, I I would go just to watch that. In fact, I might. Uh, I I I like to go to so I can see the three Stooges try to try to try to, try to be referees. The all three Stooges right there. You think they could count the three between the three of them? Like they were blind, yeah, like the three blind mice, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're always blind anyway. The referees are always blind right. anyway. You can't see what's going on. What do you think about the possibility of a trade? What if um what if MJF went to WWE and in exchange yeah. WWE gave them what would be a good straight up trade for MJF? The Miz. That would be a good one. The Miz. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think AEW would make that trade, but that would be a good one. Yeah, but but last night the big big tall black guy, Omar, walked out on AJ Styles. Oh. Omar. Omar. I think he's going to put him, switch him over to SmackDown. Maybe. Against Roman no, Reigns. I, I saw that they're keeping, they were keeping Omar, oh, now he's got me doing, Almas. <laughs> Almas and General Aziz, they were keeping them on different shows, but now they're on the same show. Commander is. I, I think. I, well, why are we going to go to SmackDown? Yeah, but they both landed on. Um, okay. And, and, and I can see. I can see right now. Okay, I want to predict mm-hmm. your first, the very first, WrestleMania match. Okay. Omar versus AJ. AJ Styles. Omar versus AJ Styles. Uh, at WrestleMania. We'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. What's for dinner tonight? Yeah, what did you have for dinner? What did I have? I had... Oh, man, you really want me to tell you? You probably had roasted I'll cabbage. Tell you what, I'll tell you what, man. This sandwich was so good, it was finger-licking good McRib sandwich. <laughs> the McRib. Uh, uh, very good. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. good. And a hamburger with very French good. fries and a vanilla oh, cheese. Oh, you're making me hungry. You're oh, making me man. hungry. And, and I got it right there. I'm going to let you go. I got it right there in Bristol, <laughs> PA on 413. That's my old stomping grounds. Yeah, and uh, right around the corner from that place, there's uh, Eagle Diner. Mm-hmm. We ran quarter from the Eagle Diner. That's where I was. That's a fire. I just ate at the Eagle Diner. Diner. I just ate at the Golden oh, Eagle Diner on Saturday. Really? We ran quarter. The bingo hall is right around the corner from there. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. So you just, need to get back out there. I just got home. And okay. uh, this Friday. It's got plugs. Well, one more time. This is the last year I'm doing it. Petting, petting mm-hmm. on that. That elf costume, and I'd be playing an elf this Friday night at the, at the Trenton Tree Lighting 
ceremony right here in, in my home park. All right. Uh-huh. What time does that start? I start at 5.30, and and I'll be with Santa Claus, but they want to put me by myself as Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> Do you have a shelf to sit on? So you're supposed uh, be to be with Santa, to, yeah, but, uh, I'll be posting everything on Friday, Friday night. I'll be posting everything on Friday right. night. You know, this is the last time right. I'm retiring, retiring the suit. I'll, I'll keep it on. This is Joe, you've brother. seen the Elf suit, right? He has a picture yes. with um. He has a picture with Drew McIntyre and Matt Hardy with it. <laughs> All right, Rat Boy, I'm gonna let you go, brother. But uh, pleasure as always. Yeah, you be man. Good. And make sure you buy. And make sure you buy those candy canes. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, fun show tonight. It really was. Um, Stro, did you have anything to uh, kind of plug on the way out? Oh, yeah, uh, WCB Retro Thursday night, 19 reasons, 7 times, VOCNation.com. Uh, we're having discussion of our favorite Christmas and holiday wrestling moments. So if you got a moment you'd like to share, call in, please. Uh, it should be a good time. And Friday night, uh, the Stroh Zone, midnight even Saturday time, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash show the mic show. The feature for this Friday night will be the Ravens turn Vincent Price. So please tune in. And I'll be at the Charlotte Comic Con this Sunday. At Embassy Suites in Concord, North Carolina, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. with the cast and crew of the, the Devil's Daughter, which win awards right and left in different film festivals. It's really great to, uh, to witness. And uh, we're having a special screening of the film as well as a Q&A panel that day. So for more information, go to charlottecomicon.com. Very cool. And uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out In the Room tonight on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great shows available as part of VOC Nation, both on VOCNation.com, as well as your favorite podcast platforms as well. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best dancing crew I could ever ask for. Kathy, Stroh, Derek, Ray, Matt, uh, Patrick, Kevin. Uh, just tremendous, top-notch talent all around. I couldn't be happier with everything. Uh, so that's going to do it. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. And we'll talk to you real soon. Don't forget, Drunken Episode in just three weeks' time, December 28th, Tuesday night. I'm ready. I'm ready. You guys better be ready, too. Take care. Love you all very much. Goodbye.